And welcome back to the Constitutionals Podcast. I'm your host, Chad White. If you didn't know, this is the premier podcast for the website, cpluscomedy.com. Like I just said, as well as I go there. No clue why I'm out of breath. <laughs> I just said that. I just ran to get a watch. My uh, smartwatch is charging. I just ran to get a regular analog, digital, no, analog watch. This is one of them turners. Uh, and uh, hand turners. And uh, one of them hand turners. That's what they. That's how they describe books now. It's one of them hand toners. Anyway, and uh, and then I then I ran to get my phone, and then uh, I came back here. Don't know why I am out of breath. Let's get on with this. Let's get on with the show. A lot of lots to talk about. Uh, listen, <laughs> next week's news time is I. I was thinking about this earlier today, and uh, oh, actually yesterday because I looked at the schedule. I thought I had one more week of. Weird slam that hurt a scream. I thought I had one more. I thought I had two more weeks of shows for regular for this season of whatever news time is. Uh, I thought I had one episode, and then I was going to do my last episode for the year, and then the three that I usually do at the end of the year, uh, three compilations. Um, here's the thing: looked at the schedule. Turns out I have one more episode left, and it's a doozy. It's already planned out. It's been planned out for about three weeks now. Uh, I just need to write it, and but all the all the information I have, well, all the information that has been trickling out, it's about Warner Brothers, uh, Warner, yeah, Warner Brothers Pictures, uh, switching to uh, HBO Max and theatrical release same day and date for their movies for 2021 because of the pandemic, uh, and ooh, people are not happy. <laughs> people who make movies are not happy. People who watch movies probably are, and let me tell you, you should not be happy. And that's all. I'll leave it at that. So let's move on. Let's keep moving on. Let's keep moving through. Uh, I feel like there's two stories that I don't know. Okay, anyway. Uh, this first one is coming from what? Okay, this, nev- this never happens. <laughs> this uh, never happens. Hold on. Give me a second. Give me a second. This never happens. For some reason, Notion did not. It, it saved two versions of one story for me and it did not bring up this billboard story okay this comes from billboard stream ripping is the next frontier for piracy wars written by eric gardner i know eric gardner i've heard him on the uh new york times podcast i believe he's a wonderful writer and he's a smart person when it comes to music uh i think and before i get to the story i think there's uh just like any type of criticism and we'll get to we'll get to this later on uh, with the release of Cyber Pi, Cyber Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. Is that uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of bad critics, but there's a lot of good critics who can who can put their thoughts down and uh, stand out from the rest who say this good, this bad. Um, because a lot of the critics, what it what it amounts to is uh, is this good, this bad, and. Well, it's not necessarily bad for everybody or good for everybody. I don't want to be on wiki feet. I don't know why. I'm not wearing socks today. <laughs> Please don't add me to wiki feet. Please don't add me to wiki feet. Oh, no. My toes are, are so wet <laughs> with with water. Oh, no. Look at my toesies. Oh, I better I better dry them off with a, a t- my shirt. Ooh, let me just take off my shirt and and so you could add add this to Wikifeet and you can dr- you can dry off 
draw off my feet with my my little toesies with my little shirtsy. Ooh, oh no, you can see my 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 cuticles of my my big toe. <laughs> that answered a fetish for somebody, right? <laughs> so gross. My cat is looking at me and she's shaking her head. I'm sorry, Nova, sweetie. So. Uh, criticism, it can happen, you know, twofold. Uh, and what I've learned, especially from reading ja- uh, games, James criticism, <laughs> James criticism, all <laughs> I go to a website uh, called the james.org and they just review all the Jameses in the world. Uh, wait till you get to James Madison. Cause who boy, didn't think I was going to pull James Madison out of my head, but there you have it. So games criticism, there's a lot, <laughs> I mean, and I mean, <laughs> I know it's I know it's a medium where it's not supposed to be as serious as you know uh, a music or a movie critic, but God bless man, these a lot of the game critics are uh, juvenile and and write like they surf the internet all day, and that's not entirely appetizing when it comes to I just need I need to know the ins and outs and the intricacies of this game or what do you have to say about this trailer or the uh, what's behind developers' crunch time and and pushing these, pushing people to the brinks of uh, going crazy and not paying people and voice actors and this and that and, and the other, um, I, yeah. But there's a lot of good ones. There's a lot of good games critics out there. There's a lot of good movie critics out there. There's a lot of good uh, music critics. Uh, I just tend to stay away from reviews now. Anyway, so <laughs> let's get back to this. Uh, let's see. The, so you, uh, so we used to be able to just download music left and right um, when it comes to uh, to ripping music, to, to, to stealing music. LimeWire, you could just go to uh, MySpace and download things. I can only assume I never had MySpace. Um, but now there is a new problem where people are just, I mean, obviously it's not a new problem, but uh, YouTube has become the de facto place to steal music from, even though... Uh, music is now the easiest it's ever been to get <laughs> the easiest time, the easiest ever, like literally the easiest ever. Uh, so now the question here is, is it right? The subject of the developing battle is YouTube DL, a third party software tool that enables its users to rip videos and songs from the Google owned platform. Illegal, not necessarily say proponents of the tool. Section 1201 of the Digital Millennium Copyright Act prohibits circumvention of technological measures designed to protect ac- uh, to protect access to copyrighted works. But if there's no circumvention, then there's no Section 1201 violation. And some are questioning whether YouTube has really presented roadblocks. Uh, so, they're, so what they're basically saying is that YouTube DL is... Um, is you go to a concert, you hold up your your you turn you pull out your phone and you're recording a video or audio of a never before played song or your favorite song. That is basically what that is. Uh, the the example they give here is you know, I back in the um, you know early two thousands and nineties. Uh, you know if you had a a radio with a cassette player that could record, uh, then you just get a blank cassette, put it blank blank tape, put it inside the cassette deck, uh, close it, press record, and you can record from a CD, you can record from the radio. That's basically what YouTube DL and anything else 
uh, that these YouTube downloaders are. Uh, now, I use a YouTube downloader not to steal stuff, but to for B-roll for news time in particular. Um, and uh, I mean, and you know, it's kind of it's a two-way street when it comes to that because it's not really stealing, but there are you know every single downloader that I well the downloaders I use. Uh, Every time, like if you put a music video in there, for instance, which I don't know why people wouldn't want to download that, but if you put a music video in there, for instance, you can't, it'll say, hey, we can't download this because it's music, you know, uh, we can't download this because it's a, it's a episode of a TV show, things like that. So the developing fight has a potential to be, uh, to be a consequential one, both for the entertainment industry and beyond. Section 1201 has been around for a quarter century and has been explored a few times in court. Copyright experts say that what constitutes an illegal circumvention, uh, in quotes, is largely untested in American courts. What's more, with auto owners, smartphone owners, and others now complaining that copyright laws prevent them from tinkering, Congress has taken a renewed interest in 1201. So this is a this is a great feature for Mr. Gardner, uh, and that it really explores the American side of the issue as well as the European court side and what their what the actions are for both governments and what what, what the potential actions are for both governments and. Uh, and how we can, um, how they, you know, will tackle this. Uh, th- and this is very interesting. Uh, within the, there's a headline within the story for another story, for a separate story called YouTube reports revenue up 32%, paid music and premium subscribers top 30 million. Uh, I don't know if I talked about that, but yeah, YouTube music is, um, is, is the new version of music for Google Play Music, uh, even though it's not new. And, I can just hear people walking by outside for the first time ever. <laughs> it's very like, but like very close to the wall. Like, like they were just putting their mouths up the wall. Like, and this is, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I, but no, it's, uh, it, it's tricky territory because obviously, yes, there are people stealing music. Uh, but then there are, you know, news organizations or people just wanting to have things for posterity's sake, because at any point, and I've mentioned it before with Amazon, uh, for like doing Amazon video or uh, even Apple for Apple, uh, the movies you buy on there uh, at any point, they could just go, Hey, we don't want to do this anymore. So goodbye. And then they could disappear and everything could be gone. Uh, so same thing for YouTube, you know, YouTube, Google could go, eh, this is boring. We're going to take over the world. And then they could just blow up YouTube servers and then that'll be it. You could never watch news time again. So this is a great piece. I urge you to check it out. Uh, I think it's uh, really well done. And then the next thing, speaking of music, comes from the New York Times. Obviously, this is a huge story as well. Bob Dylan sells his songwriting catalog in Blockbuster Deal. So that's about 600 songs. He sold it to um, Universal Music. And I believe this has how much money? It was $300 million, estimated to be more than $300 million. Dylan is 79 years old. So what does this mean? Well, (laughs) I love the pause. I felt wonderful doing it. You know what? And I truly, I, at the end of this, I don't, I don't know what this means. Um, but there, but this has been, uh, one of the things that's been happening in recent days. Stevie Nicks sold a majority stake in her songwriting, uh, for close to $80 million at two primary wave music. 
uh, a bunch of people, a bunch of companies own or one company owns. Let's see. Blondie, Rick James, Barry Manilow, Chrissy Hind, the pretenders and uh, others. Wow. Interesting. Interesting, interesting issue. I know a lot of people were so willing to give up the rights to their music. Uh, since Universal now controls, this is what it means. Since Universal now controls his work, Dylan will no longer have veto power over how his songs will be used. So there are have been times where you know Tom Petty's "Won't Back Down" was played at a, a Trump rally, and Tom Petty goes, "Hey, bump that, uh, stop playing it, cease and assist." Same thing for other people who are played uh, at Trump rallies who don't want to be played at Trump rallies. <laughs> Uh, so now Universal can, you know, just profit from his from his music, and uh, yeah, I I know I don't know why he would do this. I understand that he's an, an older gentleman, um, but he's he's got uh, he's got a lot of songs. He's got hundreds of songs, and he still has some life. He's still working, and you know, he's won the Nobel Peace Prize. Maybe this is just like his. Uh, he's not a punk rocker, but this is like an attitude where like I don't need this. I don't need this stuff. Um, Taylor Swift's uh, first six albums were sold from uh, Scooter Braun to, uh, let's see, well, who was it? Uh, to a different company. I don't remember. But thank you, ESPN. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to turn it off. Um, Swift then signed a publishing deal with Universal in February. I uh, I have uh, I have no idea what this is going to mean for the future of uh, his songs and his music, but it just means right now that Universal can make money off of uh, the stuff, and they can you know instead of going to Dylan who owned his catalog, you'll be going to Universal and saying, hey, can we use this for Enchanted Two, Disenchanted, which is insane that Disney's making. You know what? I don't want to talk about that because that's going to piss me off. <laughs> All right, listen, we'll take a break and then we'll come back. And uh, talk about some more stuff. Here we go. Going to break. Uh, you know what? Embarrassing. I did not have the iPad near me at all. Here we go. Going to break. Let's do it now. And we're back to the show that was the show. Uh, <laughs> I almost got off on a little bit of a tangent in the last section. So Disney had this investors meeting, and obviously if you're listening to this, then you know that they had their investors meeting. And now usually investors meetings are what happened at the top in the, you know, at the top of uh, new quarters or the middle of new, you know, just in, in new quarters of the year. And uh, for 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 stock people, um, to, for, for companies to tell, you know, their stock investors to say, hey, like, hey, we, what we have on the horizon. And Disney announced that they're doing that they have like all this crap that's coming, you know, like um, fifteen Marvel shows, fifteen Star Wars shows, uh, ten Star Wars movies, uh, fifteen Pixar TV shows, and a new Buzz Lightyear movie starring Chris Evans, the one person in Marvel that I dislike the most. Uh, (laughs) It is very true. Uh, (laughs) And you know, and, and you know, just all these other things that are coming. Um, and I, this is going to, you know, this isn't going to sound like anything. Um, I think that's, that's just bad. That's just uh, a bad way of, you know, bragging about these things. Um, when you've just fired, how many people has Disney fired this year? Uh, Disney layoffs. Let's see. Disney's, Disney's laid off 
so many people this year and and they're let's see all right so let's go to cnn um and and they're and they just and they just mentioned these these star wars and these marvels uh and pixars and they expect us to be excited about that now obviously the regular person is going to be happy and excited but when it comes to jesus cnn i swear to god if you're listening (laughs) do not have autoplay videos anymore or i will never come to your website uh so disney employs about two hundred and twenty-three thousand people according to its most recent annual report it announced plans to cut about twenty-eight thousand jobs in september and instead by the end of march they're going to shed thirty-two thousand. The pandemic has slammed Disney's park business, which has more than 100,000 employees in the United States. The company also forced us to spend cruise sailing ships. Oh, who cares? Whatever. And then they closed down um, Radio Disney. Let's see. So 32,000 people will lose their job. And that's just the people that they've already talked about. I think they've already uh, laid people off from Fox earlier. Let's see. This is from Hollywood Reporters called It's a Bloodbath. I didn't want to talk about this, but now this is written by Peter Rice. No, excuse me, Leslie Goldberg. Peter Rice is the photographer. Uh, Sources say some uh, more than 100 staffers have been impacted by the layoffs. And this was from December 3rd or December 2nd time, written December 3rd. Um, So that's last week at this point. More than 100 people. That includes... Uh, executives that includes people who work in their corporate offices and uh, people who work for 20th, which was owned by uh, Fox before. Um, yeah. So, I mean, th- people should not be excited that there's going to be, um, you know, Boba Fett can touch butts with Spider-Man and Spider-Man uh, Doc Ock is coming back and Electro's there and, and, uh, and, uh, Captain America is uh, no longer supporting young racist kids. <laughs> Which is a very true thing that happened. Uh, that No one seems to remember. Um, I mean, it's just interesting how people, you know, they, like this next story I'm going to talk about, uh, Facebook. How people want to, you know, take down Facebook. Oh, they're ruining, oh, they're ruining us, they're ruining us. Oh, they're hurting us. Yeah, but what about, you know, these big companies uh, Facebook's monopoly, but then what about Disney that owns forty percent market share of the, the theatrical market? I, I mean, you can't you can't have it, you know, one way for one thing. It's it's crazy. If you're going to be an activist for for one thing and then uh, support another, you're you're a hypocrite. That's what it makes you. So, listen. And then this comes. I mean, and obviously, you know, I, you know, I think Disney. And I was thinking about this this morning. Disney makes great shows and movies they can do they have the ability they obviously have the talent they can you know they can make a chippendale movie with john mulaney and uh some other white comic <laughs> eddie sandberg and uh and then they're and have their white friend akiva <laughs> direct <laughs> I, and i and i say that uh, excuse me i say that because i like these people um but it's just crazy to think that you know you you can't be on the side of, of Black Lives Matter and then and then uh, go and watch uh, Dumbo from Disney, which again came out after Black Panther and has zero people of color in it. Um, I watched Mulan last night and God bless that was bad, bad just not a good movie. And I like everything, <laughs> so 
Let's move on. Avira, what are you doing popping up ads on here? This comes from Wall Street Journal, I believe. Nope, New York Times, which charged me uh, the annual rate that was not discounted, and I am not happy. <laughs> it's hard to prove, colon, why antitrust suits against Facebook faces hurdles, written by Mike Isaac and Celia Kang. So basically what the government wants to do is break up Facebook. Facebook the issue is um, Facebook bought WhatsApp and Instagram when its own offerings prior to those weren't excelling. Pictures weren't doing so hot, you know, for Facebook and, and their own messaging wasn't doing too well either. And then they bought up those companies. I think WhatsApp was like, I think Instagram was like 30 billion. I think they bought it for something like that. And then one of them was 30 billion. One of them, let me see. Uh, Cause I don't want to, I don't want to sound stupid. I type in the word billion and you can't find it on here. Anyway, I think they bought Instagram for a couple of billion and WhatsApp for a couple of billion. And and now they're these massive, massive social platforms and messaging platforms, I expect respectively. Well, WhatsApp's the messaging one, uh, that that everyone around the world uses. And uh, and now, you know, the lawmakers and states and governments uh, around the world are saying and around the United States are saying, hey, this is this is not fair. You're being, you, you bought them up and you're trying to, again, monopolize. Um, uh, but you know, looking at it from a business standpoint and then, and then what they want to do is break up Facebook. They want, they want Facebook to sell off Instagram and WhatsApp. Uh, their two most popular products. Uh, I don't know why, I don't know why they can't break them up, break up Facebook. Like, um, like the way they broke up Google, you know, YouTube, and uh, some other services are owned by Alphabet. Well, they're also all owned by Alphabet, but you know, YouTube and some other services are owned under this arm of Alphabet. And then Waze and some other services are under this arm of Alphabet. And then the search is under its own thing of Alphabet. So, but I, I mean, looking at it from a business perspective, yeah, I get, I get, yeah, what they did was bad. Um, but uh, again, Disney bought Fox, uh, AT and T. You know, has its movie, has its uh, f- phone and TV services and stuff. Um, oh boy, I got two text messages in a row from the same person. It's wonderful. <laughs> I feel so loved. <laughs> uh, but I, yeah, but yeah, it is. It is bad that the way that uh, Facebook did this. Um, but, but what's interesting is, and this is what every single news organization has latched on, and rightly so, is that uh, the person that came out and talked about this stuff. Uh, they said that when when Mark when Mark Zuckerberg and and the and Facebook uh, honed in zoned in on um, uh, uh, Instagram when they were going to buy it, <laughs> they said that he quote went into uh, capture and kill mode or something like that, destroy and kill mode or something like that. And I think that's so funny because everybody thinks he's a robot, and uh, the way that he the way that they just put it is just so funny. So let's see, yeah, it's not even in here. Okay, so. But will it be difficult to break up Facebook? And the thing is, yes, it's going to be incredibly hard. So they acquired Instagram in 2012 and WhatsApp in 2014. Uh, They were vetted with market analysis for how they might affect competition. The acquisitions ultimately proceeded. This is during the Obama administration. I mean, even if Facebook tried to buy it now during the Trump administration, it'd be the same thing. Nobody would blink an eye. For years, 
uh, uh, Facebook. They say Mr. Zuckerberg, but don't. Oh, I hate. I, yes, he runs Facebook, but he's not the reason why things happen all the time. Mr. Zuckerberg for years operated WhatsApp, Instagram, and Messenger independently, but he announced he would unite their underlying infrastructures last year so they would work together better. That way, someone could sp- send a private message from his or her Instagram account to a friend using Facebook Messenger, and these two services would communicate seamlessly. I think it would just be better to delete Messenger, make WhatsApp uh, its own private thing um, that you can, that you can use on the Facebook platform, and uh, and then, but like, if you want to um, not connect your Facebook to it, then don't. And then, if you do, then do. I. Th- but obviously, not going to do that. There's um, the new Oculus that came out. The new there's like a mid level Oculus that came out that you can use with your PC or you can use on its own. Uh, the only, I think, I think it's Oculus Quest Two. The only way that you can sign in and use it, because otherwise you can't. You have to sign in is with the Facebook account and. I would love that Oculus because it's it's affordable. It's got great games on it, however, and experiences. But however, you can only use Facebook to log in, and that's a big bummer for me. <laughs> and uh, you know, even though I use mostly Google or a password manager to log in with things, I don't want to just log in. I don't want to have one option to log in with things, and because that just seems insane. Um, and to have, and again, it it goes back to if Facebook's want not doesn't want to do games anymore, they can just delete that store and everything will be on that headset and that'll be it, you know, for you. So, yeah, uh, there it's an anti antitrust lawsuit. So, will Facebook be able to win? Who knows? Will will the government be able to break them up? Who knows? So there you go. Uh, this is from the Wall Street Journal. This is the last story. Behind the rocky release of Cyberpunk 2077, a new video game featuring Keanu Reeves. This is written by Sarah E. Needleman. So, again, going back to what I was talking about at the top of this, uh, a, games, a game critic named Callie Plaguey from uh, GameSpot, who's a reviews editor, um, was, uh, she put out her review of Cyberpunk 2077. And, um, it it was it she gave it a seven, which is a wonderful score for any game. But the but the way she did mention so many issues she had with the game, in particular with uh, a trans a misrepresented trans character with uh, bugs in the game, and she was you know she rightly mentioned all that stuff in a review that was I would say too long. <laughs> Reviews editor, let's cut it down and <laughs> say it in so many words. Uh, but good job, Kelly. Uh, and then people you know just uh, mostly because she's a woman with an opinion. Uh, in gaming, uh, they attacked her for it, and she's one of the better people that are the better gaming gaming people out there to talk about things. Um, uh, but then you know you have oh god, oh what is his name? Oh, god, this guy from IGN. I was gonna say white guy, but they're all white guys. Um, <laughs> this guy Mark Thomas or something from IGN. He's a great he's a great reviewer too, a great critic as well, a great games person. And uh, he wrote a, he wrote a similar review, but he gave it a nine, and people just praised him and got on their knees. Uh, the game comes out; it does have a lot of bugs, and people do actually have problems with it. But they, but no one, you know, uh, goes back and is like, "Hey, yeah," because like you see, you'll see videos on uh, YouTube all the time where people are like, "Oh, the, these reviewers are stupid and mean and wrong." But Anyway, uh, Cyberpunk 2077 had a bunch of issues, and those issues show within the game. The development issues were that they were 
trying to rush it out basically before this year. It's on uh, the regular PS4 and Xbox One. It's on Xbox uh, Series X and PS5. It's on PC and it's on Google Stadia. It only runs well on everything but the PS4 and the Xbox One. It runs well on pretty much everything else, but there are still bugs. They rushed it. Uh, The story is not that good. Uh, It's the same people, the same developer, CD Projekt Red, who did Witcher 3. And, you know, I think that's the problem with video games. People just want something so bad that they wanted it to be good. And if it and if someone says it's bad, no matter even if it's good, they're going to they're going to, you know, support it and and tell that person to kill themselves and that they're wrong and stuff. Uh, But then they get mad when a when a Star War is, you know, (laughs) hires a, a person of color or a woman in a role. So anyway. Um, same thing happened with Days Gone. Uh, Days Gone on PS4 came out. All these bugs and stuff, and uh, stories only all right, and this and that. But people wanted it to be so good, so hard that they just willed it, willed it, you know. And the bugs are still there because you know how I know it's because I want to buy that game, and I look at reviews, I read you know updates all the time, and it's still the same game <laughs> virtually. Um, but yeah. Anyway. Video games are tough, and uh, people need to understand that. Listen, if you like what you heard here, head to the website, cpluscomedy.com, where you can see me talk to famous people, comedians you like, like Chris Gethard. I just talked to him. His video is up, uh, and his interview is up on the podcasting uh, realm under Constitutional's Podcast, RSS feed. If you want to see a video version of this show, as well as that video interview, head to youtube.com slash comedy, where you can see our premiere show, News Time, which is a weekly news show, where I sit down and I discuss one topic and try to make it as good as possible like a daily show. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, at C Plus Comedy. Follow me on Twitter, Instagram, at Chad Black White. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe. Review this podcast. Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, literally wherever you get your podcasts. I'll be there. I'll be there. I know it's a Michael Jackson reference. It's young Michael, so it's before he was bad. <laughs> Thank you for listening. I appreciate it. I'll see you next time. Goodbye. Go ahead. This is the part where it goes out. Okay. Okay.